all of us, right? <laughs> Welcome to the Better Humans, wait, Forging Better Humans podcast. Yes. Clap. I really don't understand the clap part. The clap sinks, sinks audio. audio to... It just sinks the audio. You want me to do it again? Is that better? And now start. And now start? Oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Forging Better Humans podcast. Um... I was just laying down B-Real, man. I thought it was good stuff, but whatever. The, uh, we are here today with one of our newer coaches of this year, of 2023, Ryan Allen. He's been a really, really cool addition to the Iron Legion team. Um, something that I noticed with strength training is, or especially in the CrossFit world, there just seems to be, um, I don't know, kind of an evolution away from a lot of the, the old strong basics. I can remember back in, I think I started doing CrossFit in 2009, 2010, somewhere in there. So like I'm OG pre-Bach, like before the fucking Reebok shit show and all that other stuff. Um, and back then, like, you know, a lot of stuff, Greg was pushing a lot of shit in garages and, and old school gyms and people were just getting it done in different places. And I feel like there was a big respect back then for uh, the big strength guys, like the big uh, five three one type guys, the Wendler guys, the Louis Simmons guys. Like those guys were talked about with reverence. There was a lot of um, a lot more. I feel like back then there was a lot more conventional deadlift work. There was a lot more power work. There was a lot more back squat emphasis on back squats. I can remember running small off cycles over and over. Um, different things like that. There was a lot more focus on making people a little bit more robust. And I just feel like somewhere along that line, call it Reebok, call it whatever you want to call it, um, along the way, people get caught up in the shine and the flash, like anything. Um, You know, and the snatchy type shit and the handstand push-up stuff and the gymnastics and all this type of stuff starts to come in. And it's like they just started to kind of move away from the basics. Um, and, and I'm not saying that as a blanket for all gyms because, I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, the way Glassman set up the CrossFit model was we run them any way we want to run them, right? So I've always had a, a, a big reverence for those big heavy strength numbers. I've always liked the heavy Olympic lifts, the power lifts, and all that type of stuff. So we've never deviated from that here. But I see a lot of gyms out there these days that just straight towards the fucking flash shit and people get hurt. You know, they get hurt a lot. And I just feel like, um, and well, I know. It's that neglect to the power movements. That it's that net neglect to that midline and, and power source construction style stuff that causes the injuries. You know, when you're when you're bringing somebody in off the street, they have no real good midline control. They don't have really good control of their body. They don't have good primal um, core strength. And now we're trying to put weights over their head, or we're trying to flip them upside down, or have them hang from bars. Right. They maybe have never done anything before in their life. Um, and you don't spend some time to try to develop some core strength with these athletes first and foremost. And we just fast forward straight to the flash, which I see all too often in these gimmicky style CrossFit gyms. Not not the good ones, just the gimmicky ones, the ones with the flash in the pan ones that are around for about four years and they bounce. Um, these are the ones that like I have an issue with that. 
I have an issue with, you know, we watch, you know, you got all these guys that are watching the CrossFit Games not realizing that those athletes that are at that CrossFit game have done their power source construction. They do all that type of work. They do that background strength work. They do a lot of shit behind the scenes. And what you're seeing on the screen that day is typically a result of all of that. It's not that they jumped right to it. Um, you know, it's like trying to tell my son when he first started with jujitsu, he wanted to go in and be the ultimate fighter in the world, but then realized he was getting his ass handed to him every day and it wasn't fucking easy. So, I mean, it's like, there's, there's steps that have to be taken. So, you know, um, we've always had strength as a part of our programs here. We run it in our, our CrossFit programs. We run it separately. Um, so when Ryan came along, I met Ryan probably four or five years ago. Yeah. About 2018. 2018. Yeah. yeah. He was working with another powerlifting company here. Um, and I've met him before that too. He was with uh, a member of a different company and then ended up uh, working with another one here. Uh, and he was a part of the powerlifting community. Mm-hmm. And I could tell him with him, there was something different. Um, you know, he wasn't necessarily running those two communities, but he was a part of it. And he, there was something about him that I liked that was, uh, it was purely the passion behind what he was doing. He liked coaching. He liked being a part of the actual uh, movements and the coaching aspects of it, the the doing the work himself, um, that type of shit. And it wasn't so much of the, uh, like those two previous people that are companies that we talked about, they, they're no longer around anymore because they were just caught up in the flash. They were caught up in the numbers and the idea of owning a business, that type of shit. I don't think Ryan really had that aspiration. He just wanted to help. So I've seen him come and go inside of these communities that came involved around Iron Legion a lot so that when we finally got an opportunity to sit down and talk one time, um, I got to pick his brain a little bit on powerlifting. I found out how passionate he was about powerlifting and his background in powerlifting for his age is pretty fucking interesting. Um, The amount of skill and the people that he's met along the way from Travis just recently. Yes, Travis Oatmeyer. So you met him, Steffi Cohen. Like, you've been around yes. some of the big names in the industry mm-hmm. at such an early age, which is really cool. And you mm-hmm. I can have you talk about that a little bit too here. Um, but a lot of exposure. And what that's showing me is somebody that's going outside of um, his daily training to seek out more education. He's going outside of his, his uh, uh, normal rep counts and his own personal field to go out and learn more so that he can coach people better. And I feel like that's really important for coaches to be able to do great skill for coaches. Um, something that, uh, kind of puts a light on them for me, um, and brings them to my attention is when I see them seeking out information, when I see them going out to camps, learning more, getting everything that they can, and then in turn passing that on the members, Ryan has a lot of that skill, even at a young age. Um, I believe that, uh, so when we got the opportunity to bring powerlifting in here to Iron Legion, well, like I said, we already had a good strength community. Now what we did is we added a class. So we added a class with powerlifting. He's back there. Uh, he's been training for about a year with us, uh, with our members. It's a separate class altogether where our members can actually move over into powerlifting. They can specifically work on those powerlifting movements um, under the watchful eye of a coach that's been there and done it. Um, and if he has, if he doesn't understand it, he's definitely the kind of guy that will go out, figure it out and then come back with the result for you and answer for you. Um, and it's been good. You know, I've been watching a lot of our guys here that while they were strong, now they're getting a lot more technically proficient. They're getting a lot more core strength. They're getting a lot more confidence. Um, just a lot of really good things that have been popping up from that type Mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, and I've, you know, again, it's foundational work It's core, brute, strong, 
foundational work that I think makes and helps create more bulletproof athletes when you're trying to throw them on CrossFit floors or whether they just want to stay in the powerlifting realm. So um, just want to take a minute to introduce you in that sense, how we found you and that type yep. of stuff. But I'll let you talk for a little bit. Talk about your experience, you know, why you're doing powerlifting, um, how you got into it. And, and then what are your what's your goals? What are your what are you looking to do with our membership here um, and even steps down the road? I know you're still involved with uh, the federations and stuff like that. And you do a lot of events. Um, talk about that type of stuff. Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, with powerlifting, I mean, I did my very first meet in 2016 when I was 16 years old. Prior to that, I was probably working out maybe like a year, two years before that, kind of just in and out of the gym, you know, being a young high school kid, you know, like most high school kids at that point in time, you know, you want to kind of lift some weights, get bigger, get some muscle and stuff, you know, typical teenage boy stuff. But then in 20, you know, I went to a gym actually that's no longer around in Ocala, but it was a powerlifting centric gym. And when I went there, I met a few people who were really strong and stuff. And I was like, I want to be like that one day. So, you know, I signed up for a meet, did it, did not have a great first time at that meet. So I was like, okay, I want to go back, do another meet in, I think it was like about six months after the fact, and then did significantly better at that meet just by, you know, doing the first meet, kind of figuring out how it's all there, and then just kind of redefining my training and kind of seeing what I was actually needed to work on really helped a huge well, amount. You, wait a minute. You went to a meet. Yes. Didn't do very well. Very Correct. Well. And then decided to do another one. <laughs> yeah, yes, this, yes, that's yes. That's fucking weird. Right? That's wild, right? It's like yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't do a good job, which you know I yeah, was most like. Most people are just like, oh, I guess I'm not cut out. No, for this I fuck. did terrible at it. I mean, I really did bad. Like I was not happy yeah. with my performance. So instead of just quitting it, I'm like, I still do enjoy doing this. So I'm like, I'll just do it again, but better this time. <laughs> that's why. <it's> here. <laughs> what a what a concept. Um, then after that, went to. Um, graduated high school in 2018. During that time, I was still lifting and stuff, um, but I didn't do any competitions during that time just because I was doing like senior year, so, you know, SATs and, you know, college stuff. So a little bit busy with that. Then I went to college over at Florida Gulf State University. And at the time, they were the, they had a powerlifting club. And that powerlifting club was the oldest collegiate club in the state of Florida. They were founded, I believe, in 2003 or 2004, if I'm not mistaken. So I joined that because I was really into powerlifting and stuff at the time. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to join a club with people who have similar values, similar goals as me, because that's how you get better at something. It's by being around people that have the same goals, same aspirations as you do in a, you know, um, nurturing environment. So I went there, joined it, really became really good friends with the coach at the time at that club. He had a gym down in Fort Myers. We became really good friends and stuff. And then we started helping out a lot more at the local meets. And at the time, this was 2018. And I was involved with USA powerlifting at the time. So we would go like once or twice a month to all these different meets around the state, spotting and loading and all this stuff. So because of that, though, I was I had the opportunity to kind of meet a lot of different lifters and different people at the time and communicate with them, kind of talk to them, see what's up with them. And then after a few meets, I actually became a state level referee within USA powerlifting. And then from there, I still spawned load, but I also refereed meets. 
And doing that allowed me to, again, interact with even more people, travel a lot more. And then um, 2019 happened. And then near the end of 2019 is when COVID, end of 2019, beginning of 2020, that's when COVID started to take place. But right before everything shut down, I did become a national referee in USAPL. Like it was the, it was the last meet in USA powerlifting that happened before COVID shut down all of the powerlifting meets for about six months. So it was really good timing on my end. So I became a national referee. Things were shut down for, you know, eight months. So I moved, I had some workout equipment, some weights and stuff. So I moved that into my garage and stuff down in Fort Myers. So I was still lifting and stuff, but within the um, powerlifting scene, nothing was really happening because everything was shut down. So like how most people were. Um, then once things started to open back up, I became really involved again in powerlifting because a lot of people during COVID, they just, in those eight months, you know, things stopped. So all of a sudden people stop helping out and stuff just because life happens and, you know, different things happen in different people's lives because of it. So I started helping out a lot more. I was a lot more involved at that point in time. And because of that, I was given opportunities to travel a lot out of state, out of the country, even for powerlifting. So then... Um, so I was traveling a lot, going to all these international meets and national level meets and stuff. And again, even talking to even more people, some national coaches, some international coaches and stuff, and really picking their brain about how they train athletes and, you know, their meth their ideas, their ideologies, their methodologies on training and everything that they do. And because of that, I really appreciate that I was able to do that because it really gave me a lot of insight on how different people thought. Um, then I had a little bit of a stint where I stopped doing stuff, but that's just because I was relocating and stuff. And then there was an issue with the federation where they ended up leaving the international scene and then a new one joined and I'm a part of the new one, Powerlifting America now. And under that one, I've had even more opportunities to travel to even more places and even go to one of the highest level competitions of powerlifting, which is the World Games which for those that don't know, that's essentially the Olympics for non-Olympic sports. It's held every four years in the year after uh, the Olympics is, he is held. So I was able to do that. And again, that was some of the best experience I think anyone within the realm of powerlifting could get, just being there and being able to see the best people in the world compete. Because a lot of times these people will show up after not competing for three years because it's on a Olympic cycle. So you'll have some people that won't lift for three years and all of a sudden come back out and, you know, they show up and then they just dominate and no one, I don't want to say no one expects it, but because they don't post for three years or they don't go do any other meets for those three years beforehand, because they're just training, getting ready for this one big meet. It really shocks a lot of people what they're capable of doing. Um, yeah, then after that, I kind of came back to town. And as Ted was saying, me and him got together and we talked about uh, starting a powerlifting strength program at the gym. And now we're here. Um, so while being here, before this, before working here, I was coaching on my own online, mostly only working exclusively with powerlifters. So since moving here, though, and training a lot more people here, I've had a lot more of a change in the way I coach because I'm not just working with powerlifts. I'm working with people who are CrossFit athletes who are not just 
powerlifting focus, they're still doing, yes, the powerlifting class two or three times a week, but they're still doing CrossFit or they're just more so general population people, which has been, I don't want to say difficult, but it's different because the people that still do CrossFit, the biggest thing is working with what they can recover from, from powerlifting and from CrossFit. Because previously, you know, if I worked with an athlete, they would just do what I told them. Like that would be all they do and stuff. I knew what their training was. But with some of these CrossFit athletes, they still do CrossFit three to four times a week. And I can't really anticipate what those days might be or, you know, stuff like that. So because that, we've just really had to manage what type of fatigue they are able to keep. But so far, they've all, anyone who I've worked with at this gym, they've gotten stronger, faster, or just better at CrossFit in one way or another. Whether it be now they have better body control, so when they do, like Ted was saying with the midline, they have a lot more midline control on some of those movements in particular to CrossFit, where they didn't have that before. Or most of them, honestly, they no longer have like back pain or knee pain just because we've changed a few small things with them and now we're actually strengthening those areas as opposed to putting them in compromising positions. And then, of course, everyone has gotten stronger as well. And at the end of the day, if, you know, you've gotten stronger, you know, you go from like a 315 deadlift to a 405 deadlift in a wad, if the workout, if the prescribed weight is like 225, it's significantly easier now, even though it's the same weight, but because it's a lower percentage of your one rep max, it is significantly easier to do so it's less strain on the body as well as it can get it done faster um yeah so where are you looking to go like with this type of stuff i know our training we're growing the programs everything's looking good but i mean ultimately like in your the sport arena mm-hmm. you know, obviously you're still involved in that yes we do two events here a year mm-hmm. um are you, you're still going to be traveling out supporting those federation events you're um, building it's uh, even last night we were sitting here talking about building a team of power lifters right here at Iron Legion yes absolutely so like yeah as far as like what I want to do I still do I really like Iron Legion this is I've been to many different gyms across the country and stuff and I've seen how they operate and stuff and I really do like Iron Legion especially with the community we have here like any gym that I've gone to that has actually succeeded it's always been about the community it's not just a gym it's a place for people to be with like-minded people and iron legion really fosters that and other gyms you know some gyms you know they don't have a personality like you know um that fitness gold gym it's not a training center it's a gym people just go in there do whatever they want and leave they don't actually foster any type of growth per se because they don't have that that's not their business model, it's which is okay. Yeah, fitness model, which is yeah. it's, it's popular. But yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah, it's, not a, mm-hmm. it's not what we do. Yes. So what I want to do, I really do want to grow the sport in Ocala because we have had a few powerlifting gyms over the years in Ocala, and there's always been very strong people that have come out to them and show that Ocala does have a lot of very good strength athletes. But the sure. issue has been ownership at all of those businesses in the past due to personal reasons they've always failed but we what well, we no, need that's not to, just powerlifting i've seen that no across yes jiu-jitsu crossfit yes. everything here mm-hmm. we have great athletes yes. here in ocala mm-hmm. and you're right they've all been subjected to 
poor mismanagement of gyms, piss poor coaching at yes. those gyms. Wait. And it leaves a sour taste in their mouth. Absolutely. Where, you know, yeah. Eventually, they're just like, fuck it, man, I can do it myself. Where, yep. But there are still a couple gyms around that mm-hmm. have always been here and we've always cared. Exactly. So, so it's just kind of giving enough time for some of these athletes who have had a bad right. taste in their mouth to realize Iron Legion is nothing like that. Since, like Ted was saying in the beginning, we're not a flash in the pan type gym. Iron Legion's been around for 12 years. 12 years now, so we're not going anywhere anytime soon. And there's been nothing bad about Nowhere but up, motherfuckers. <laughs> so they just need to realize, like, this is a permanent program. I am staying here, and we will grow it. And whether or not you want to join or not is up to you, but this will be the place in Ocala to train for strength. Yeah, um, like I said, we've got those two events a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, those are federated events. Those are international. Like, yes, they, uh, for international Powerlifting meets. America, they are the official U.S. affiliate for the IPF, which is the most legitimate international competition. It's similar to International Weightlifting Federation. Right. We are the ones associated with um, the IPF is associated with the Olympics. We may not ha- we have Olympic recognition, even though we are not in the Olympics. I believe powerlifting is the only sport with that. So it's only a matter of time though until that happens. But then beyond that, within the organization, I do hold a few events a year. I do travel a lot for that. Um, I'm in the process currently of getting my international referee certification. And then from there, within powerlifting, I mean, as of now, that's kind of where I want to be. At the moment, I don't really want to take on any type of leadership role just because that is a full-time job. Yet, because it is a um, a 501c organization, it is a... Um, charitable organization they do not pay those members so i'm not in a position to be able to take any of that position at the moment you'll work for free um so with the leadership of powerlifting america yes like all of those guys do work for free and they work it they work probably about 40 to 60 hours oh, a week. i thought i thought you meant here oh no 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 no, just, no. I got he, he got ted got really excited for a moment his eyes really perked up <laughs> No, so I want to do the coaching, though, long-term. That's not something that I've, you know, it's just like a phase. It's been, you know, I've been coaching people since 2018. And right now I have the most people I've coached. I probably have about a very consistent 12 to 15 people at Iron Legion on top of some outside athletes, which I have as well. So my roster right now is about 25 athletes. Yes. That's the thing. It's dedicated. It's not just, you know, I have the occasional people that come in once a week, once every other week. I'm not including those. But I do have about 25 dedicated athletes that do train about minimum of three times a week in and out. So it's really a great program we have here. And that's a testament to about, well, it's your coaching. Yes. Right? So... If people are returning two, three times a week, they know there's a benefit in it. Um, and they're also under, they're getting the understanding as to why, why they need that mm-hmm. in their life, why they need that style of training in their life. And if they're getting, if you can answer the why for somebody, mm-hmm. they're going to participate. So Absolutely. Um, now, they, it may take a little while to get them to, to understand their why, mm-hmm. but, you know, because a lot of people, I just feel like I need to be fit. I feel like the world just says I need to go do this. Um, but then once they come in and they figure out why they need to do it, and then you can kind of answer like, here's why, um, yeah, they, they participate more and that makes you a better coach. Absolutely. And the big thing with my coaching, it's, I just don't like telling people what to do. I like to really explain to them 
why we do what we do. Exactly. Why do we set up on deadlift this specific way? It's not just because I told you so. It's I really want them to understand how they move. And a lot of times, the people that have been working with me for about, you know, like four to, you know, eight months at this point, they really understand now. Like, I don't even have to really be super hands-on with them. Like, they will do something and they will come back and be like, I will, before I even say anything, they look at me and they tell me exactly what they did wrong. And they tell me what they need to do to correct it. And I think that's really a good testament to good coaching where your athletes truly understand their own body. And that's the best dynamic for an athlete and coach is when the athlete truly understands what their body is doing as they can fix things themselves at that moment instead of needing a coach. And they can truly give very accurate feedback on themselves as an athlete. And that can help with the coaching. I've worked and curated programs over the course of our 12 years um, and added in everything that I believe builds strength and confidence. Uh, and I believe that that's such, such a huge gap missing in this world. Um, even if we just take the strength piece out of it, it's confidence in and of itself. It's confidence mm -hmm. at your job. It's confidence with your family, with your kids. It's confidence in your day-to-day -day, uh, arrangements with people. And what helps people become more confident? Being comfortable in their own skin. If you're comfortable in your own skin, you're probably a lot stronger than you think. Um, that strength, that physical strength adds to your physical strength or your mental strength. Um, being confident in a situation is going to come from you feeling better about being able and being physically capable. So our programs are all based around strength um, and combat. So we have, you know, powerlifting, we have strongman, we have CrossFit, we have uh, tactical stuff that we do here. We do uh, some intro programs. We have jujitsu. We have kids programs. Everything that we do is strength and confidence based. And I, I believe that that's something that's just sorely missed in a commoditized market where everybody's out there just trying to sell a flash in the pan with no real reason behind it. You know, our reason is just that I want to make you a better human being. I want to have you more comfortable in your skin, more confident and stronger in every step that you take moving forward. And I believe that everybody that we've been adding to the team, I've introduced most of my coaches. Um, you can see that come from them as they're talking. So, you know, if you're looking for something a little bit different than your standard uh, flash in the pan or your, uh, you know, your normal commoditized global gym style feel, come give us a shot, man. You know, it's, it ain't no, ain't no harm, no foul. If it doesn't work out for you, good luck out there. I'm still pulling for you. But um, yeah, we're here. We want to help. Uh, Ryan's on the team now, so yep. we've got an excellent powerlifting team getting built. So if you're looking to start powerlifting, uh, get better at powerlifting, join the team, our Iron Legion powerlifting team, that type of stuff, our community here, let us know. Hit us up. Um, that's going to be our podcast number, whatever, which one we're on. We're just growing every single day, and uh, we'll talk to you on the next one. Yep. Out.